This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. It's 2023, and you're still going to respect the bird. I promise you, they'll be back. Let me give you my final thoughts for the Super Bowl. Kind of gave my thoughts in the last episode with Ben and Ryan. If you haven't checked that out, I advise you to go check that out. You know what's up. Uh, it was good to catch up with my guys and do another show with them. Uh, show with Zach probably coming in, in March sometime. And then another show with Ben and Ryan probably in, in May. So just uh, check it out. Anyway. <clears throat> Here's my final thoughts. You can't leave it into the hands of the refs. I'm a football ref. I know. Like, when the game is close, there's a chance that we might mess up. Bro, I had a game where a team blew a 28-6 lead, and they gave up the final touchdown, but I made the wrong call. And they lost. Well, if you was taking care of business, wouldn't have been in my hands. And then uh, mistakes add up. See, when you're going against teams like the Chiefs, all these little mistakes add up. The Chiefs had zero turnover. The Eagles had one. But also, what led up to the turnover is the false start on, I think it was fourth and one. I think it was third and one. We had one yard to go. We was about to QB sneak. That had been working all game. False start. Move back five. And we have to run another play, and that's when Jalen fumbles. The little tug on the jersey that could have been let go, but nevertheless, they called it. That's a mistake. Can't happen. Not getting seven at the end of the half and getting three instead, that was a mistake. Going on a six, seven-minute drive and getting a field goal and not seven, that's a mistake. Like, all that stuff add up. Like, running man-to-man the goal line, and then, I guess, not not covering it right and leaving people wide open. Mistake. You give up the the pump return by Kadarius Toney. Like, all the, it's just little stuff, little stuff. It just kept adding up, and then you lost. It ended just like... The Commanders game. It's like for a half, the Eagles just didn't know how to stop the run. And then also, the penalties and the turnovers cost them. And then with a chance to get the ball back in Jalen Hurts' hands, we make the stop on third down, but a penalty happens. Who knew that the Dane Commanders game from Week 10 would be... Basically, a preview of what was going to happen in the Super Bowl. Make a third down stop and get done in by a ticky-tack penalty call. But we shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Uh, I was worried about Mahomes running, and he ran, and he had a key scramble in the last drive of that game. And even the drive before, he had some key scrambles. And it's just... I knew I was going to be afraid of that, especially with him being a little bit healthier. Even though he re-injured his ankle before halftime, and somehow he was fine in the second half. Listen, 
I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but wow. Yeah, they did a great job of passing to set up the run. We had no answer for that. And also, uh, a lot was made about our pass rushing. I mean, we almost broke the record for single season sacks. However, I completely overlooked, and a lot of people did, that the Chiefs had the number one pass blocking offense. So something had to give. The number one pass rushing team versus the number one pass blocking offense. And I guess the pass blocking offense won out. It also helps when you have a running quarterback. Or when you have a quarterback that can move in the pocket and can be a threat to run. It's just frustrating, but you got to give credit to the Chiefs. They played well, especially in the second half. I'm salty. I wish we could have had it. I could taste it. It just seemed like we were going to win another one. But it just it didn't happen. It fell apart. I'm heartbroken. And it just seems like we did all that to get this far and to lose by three. And we was just one or two plays away, even though we had a lot of mistakes. It just breaks my heart. Now, when it comes to Jalen Hurt, man, are you not entertained? In college, two national titles, comes to Oklahoma, brings my team back from 28 to 3. And then brought my team to the playoffs last year after starting 2-5. and five. Then, this year, MVP candidate till he gets hurt. Then he brings my team to the Super Bowl and passes for 300 yards and added 74 more rushing yards. This guy gets better every year. If he keeps on this trajectory, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Put the jacket on him right now. Because long story short, it's over. What? Game over. It's a wrap. I'm talking multiple Super Bowls. Commanders won't beat us. The Cowboys won't beat us. The Giants won't beat us. Y'all will be in big trouble. The way this guy keep getting better. Now, you just got to keep the team around him. Now, I know the Eagles got a lot of free agents. I mean, and it's something that kind of surprises me, too. Like, Jason Kelsey is a free agent. I know he's on the verge of retiring. All I'm going to say is, man, one more year. One more year, man. At least one more year. Maybe two more. Maybe two more. Man, come on, man. He was all pro. He's a pro bowler. Like, you got to come back. You can't just go out like that. Let's make one more run at it. And then we'll let the kids take over. But, man, he got to come back. That's just one guy. C.J. Gardner-Johnson had a hell of a year. I mean, he got hurt, too. That kind of messed him up. He probably could have broke some records if he had stayed healthy. Um, okay, that's a big one. Sue, Joseph, they were rentals. Like, Sue is 36. Linval Joseph is 34. We don't need to keep them. But if you want to keep one, you want to keep both, that's fine. They're going to be dirt cheap. Veteran minimum, probably. Or maybe just a little bit more. Miles Sanders is a huge one. He's a huge one. One of the better running backs in the league, but sometimes he was underutilized. 
And it drove betters crazy that he wasn't really involved in the offense. Now, in the Super Bowl, he got hurt. I mean, he got hurt in the beginning. And then after that, I mean, we just spread the wealth. And Jalen took a lot of the carries. And also, you know, they mix in Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Um, Boston Scott's a free agent. Like, like I said on the last show, we don't need to keep Boston Scott. We don't even need to keep Miles Sanders. I would love to have Miles Sanders, but you know we can draft. We can draft somebody. I hate to say it, we could draft B. John Robinson, a talent like that on the cheap. I know he's a a short horn, but why not? Um, Gardner Minshew is a free agent now. He was a solid backup. Now, don't get me wrong now. I know we went 0-2 with him playing last season, but he's a solid backup, okay? I'd love to keep him, even on the cheap. Marcus Epps was a great, you know, backup safety. We got to have James Bradbury. When you're all pro, pro pro bowl talent, you got to stay. Fletcher Cox getting old, $14 Robert Quinn got hurt. 14 million. Like, we can let these guys go. Like, but I would I wouldn't mind keeping them. We try let's long story short, let's keep as many of these guys as we can. We can't keep everybody, but let's just keep as many of these guys as we can and try to run this back. Hopefully it don't go sideways like the Rams. I don't think it will. But if we can keep most of these guys, man, I mean Kaiser White starter. Uh, Brandon Graham starter, Javon Hargrave had a bunch of sacks. Man, it's just a lot, a lot of people. T.J. Edwards, a starting middle linebacker. Like, this <laughs> is almost the whole team. Other than, you know, A.J., Devontae, and Jalen Hurts. Let's just keep most of these guys. For sure, keep the guys that were playing at an all-pro level. We got to figure out how to pay them. Bradbury, Kelsey, Brad, Bradbury, Kelsey, uh, CJ Gardner, Johnson, gotta keep him. The rest of these guys, eh, I mean, oh, and another thing, Zach Pascal. Now about the last show, um, we was talking about free agents and stuff. Ben, Ben was like, y'all should take back Nelson Aguilar, and I was like. He's not even better than Zach Pascal. And you know what we going to do? <laughs> you know what we going to do? We're going to compare their stats live right now on the show. Because why not? All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Zach Pascal. <laughs> this is funny, bro. This is funny. This is funny. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, obviously, Nelson Aguilar got more playoff yards. I mean, of course, he played more games. Oh, wait a minute now. Nah, they played the same amount of games. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Nelson Aguilar got more yards. Uh, it is what it is. All right. This 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 is kind of a bust. This is kind of a bust. But all right, all right. 
Let's see this year. This year. Okay. So this year, Zach Pascal. 15 receptions, 150 yards, one TD. Okay. Cool. Now let's go to Nelson Aguilar. Cause I, I just I just said that out of frustration because Nelson Aguilar, like Nelson Aguilar had all them drops his last year in Philly, man. He had all them drops. And it was blowing me. All them drops was blowing me, man. Anyway, here we go. New England. 31 receptions, 362 yards, two touchdowns. Definitely better. What's the name? Definitely better than Zach Pascal. But, you know, but you got to think about it, though. They don't have a Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown on, on their team. So, obviously, it's more targets to go around. But, um, okay, his last year in Philly. His last year in Philly, 39 receptions. 336 yards, three touchdowns. Still better than Zach Pascal. Maybe I jumped the gun on that. Maybe I jumped the gun on that. You know? Honestly, Nelson Aguilar has been better than Zach Pascal, other than, I guess, 2019, 2020. Zach Pascal was all right. He was a little bit better than Nelson Aguilar. But. Yeah, I, I kind of jumped the gun on that. Still, I would rather have Zach Pascal and all. If we get Nelson Aguilar back, cool, man. But he can't be dropping no passes like he did last time he was in Philly because that was ridiculous. Especially the New England game. And that's how we got on that topic because we talked about next year's schedule. And the Eagles play the Patriots next year in New England. And depending on when the game is, I might go. But on my list of games to go to, there's there's a bunch of them. I mean, you got Eagles, Bills, you got Eagles, Chiefs. That's the one for real, for real. I always go to Eagles, Commanders. I shoot to go to the one in Philly, even though I live 15 minutes from FedEx Field. Um, I would rather go to the one in Philly, or maybe this be the year I go to both. Uh, we'll see. But look like Nelson Aguilar, some more productive player than Zach Pascal. And he would just be an added dimension to our offense, an already loaded offense. Uh, oh, and Dallas Garter is turning into one of the best tight ends in the league. So, obviously not Travis Kelsey, but he nice. So, he'd be a welcome addition. So, I still rather have Zach Pascal just because I'm still mad about 2019. But if we get Nelson Aguilar, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll take him. But I'd rather not. Okay, uh, last thing about football. Listen, the Washington sitcom got Eric B. Enemy. No, actually, I mean Eric the Enemy. Eric the Enemy not only beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, but now he's on the division right. What? I'm sick.
objectively, this is a home run hire for the commanders. Like, they were in the 20s on offense. Totally. So, this, this is an upgrade. But you still have to play the games. And everything about this group, this era of the commanders, still says 7-10, and 8-9, even with Eric, the enemy. You still have to get past the bird. Because the bird is the work. And commanders, you in trouble. You not messing with us. I don't care who the quarterback. I don't care who the coordinator is. You still have to see us. I know you have confidence because you won that game in Philly. Even though... You should have lost, even with the four turnovers. Um, yeah, without the four turnovers, you definitely lose that game. So don't get carried away because Jalen Hurts is coming. He's coming to your neighborhood, and he going to cook your team. And I promise, that's on everything I look. So you can have Eric enemy. You going to take... The L when we see each other and put your left hand down and know your role. Just got to remind you. Just got to remind you. But on paper, nice hire. Definitely an upgrade. He's an assistant head coach, too. Oh, and, and it's and it's a lot about, you know, it's a lot of outrage because there was a lot of. There's a bunch of other less qualified candidates who got head coaching jobs, but Eric Bieniemy still can't get a head coaching job. And I hear conflicting reports about his interviewing skills. So people are kind of hinting towards like a racist element. I can see that. But then again, there was less qualified black coaches that got jobs over Eric Bieniemy. So his his um head coaching his mm, wh- what is the word his head coaching aspirations is a mystery. Like I don't know how he hasn't been hired as a head coach. This is the closest he's gotten. It is a head scratcher. They say he don't call plays. But then again, Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, Joe Judge. (laughs) That was the most head-scratching one right there. They all got uh, coaching jobs, and that that was just a few. I mean, this guy, this guy lost the the, um, coaching search to Jonathan Gannon. With the Cardinals. The Cardinals hired Jonathan Gannon over Eric Bieniemy. Even though Jonathan Gannon's defense got shredded in the second half. In minor defense of Jonathan Gannon, though, the numbers look good in his favor because almost broke the record in sacks. And we had the number two overall defense and, like, the number one passing defense. Pretty impressive, numbers-wise. But I guess, you know, people say that 
it's only because we were so stacked on defense that anyone could have coached that defense. I mean, I guess I'm still disappointed with the Super Bowl performance, but still, it it, it makes you wonder when when you see uh, a bunch of those hires happen and none of the excuses that people are saying about Eric Bieniemy checks out. But I think he's going to get there. You know, if he don't take over Washington, then he'll get hired somewhere else. Him not having a head coaching job is a mystery. It is. But he has a chance to prove himself here in Washington. But I don't think it's going to matter because this is not the 80s. This is not the 90s. I'm telling you, go to the commanders. You will get smoked. But let's see what he does. Let's see what he does. If um he could even come close to replicating what he helped do in Kansas City, oh, he's going to be here for a while unless he gets hired off as a head coach. Um, If he do what he did in Kansas City, then the commanders will be in the playoffs. And people will put their left hands up, even though they should keep them down. And they'll be celebrating, and they'll be happy. Because remember, this team has not had more than 10 wins since the 90s. So if he can get them to that, there will be hope. But at best, your ceiling is you just like the Cowboys. Your ceiling is the second round. I said your ceiling is the second round. So let's not get too excited. You still have some questions to answer. Now they should go try to get Orlando Brown because he'll be the best left tackle you've had since Trent Williams. But good luck with that. Good luck with that because I know you're going to have to pay him a ton of money. And I don't know. Well, I mean, you get rid of Carson Wentz, you're going to have some money freed up. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, but I, I'm I'm confident that the bird will hold them off, and I'm not even sure that they're going to beat the Cowboys. I hate to say it. I'm not even sure they're going to beat them, and they struggle with the Giants. So, you, you know, we'll see. It, it's a wait-and-see thing, long story short. <laughs> but I'm confident. I'm very, very confident. All right, NBA All-Star Weekend. All right, off top, bro. I, I'm going to keep it real with you. I didn't even watch Rising Stars. See, last year, when I watched the entire All-Star Weekend in Cleveland, I pretty much saw everything but the celebrity game. I wanted to see that. But it was either because it was happening kind of around the same time in two different arenas. But to be honest, man, the Cleveland State Arena and the Rocket Mortgage Arena, the, the Cavs Arena, they were walking distance from each other. But still, they were so close together, you pretty much had to pick one or the other. So we chose a Rising Stars game. That was fun. Uh, this year, I didn't really watch it. I'm going to keep it real with you. They had a lot of G League players in there. I would have loved to have seen it. I need to catch up on the highlights. All I know is Grand Theft Alvarado won the MVP. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud of him, man. Um, I'm happy for him. He he worked hard. He's getting better every every year. 
and he, he's just making a name for himself in the NBA. And Pelicans got a good good squad. I don't know if they're going to do anything this year, especially with Zion being in and out. I, I don't think they can get over the hump of getting out of the first or second round without Zion. Period. So, you know, we'll see. But I'm happy for him. I'm glad he won MVP. Uh, Yeah, the celebrity game, DK Metcalf, it's just... It just proves that when you're a superior athlete, there's just a lot of things you can win at physically. There's just a lot of things you can do. You have a lot of flexibility. You know what I'm saying? You can win a lot of athletic competitions. That's why I got to get my body kind of like that. But that's going to require me eating better, and you know that's been a challenge for me. But that's that's what I learned from that. People simping over J- Janelle Monae. She is she is kind of cute, but you know she she was having fun. Dang, the the jazz owner was there. D Wade is a minority owner. He was there. He was having fun. I want to be in the celebrity game one day, and I do dream about it every now and then. Not only do I want to be in the game, I want to get MVP. That would be so much fun. I would love to break somebody's ankles and get a triple double and I'm sure it's easier said than done, but I'd love to do it. And we'll see. Maybe I'll start working on that. Start working on my game now while no one cares to see me play and I actually have to pay to play, not get paid to play. But you know <laughs> uh it is what it is. Uh okay, what's what's next? What else happened? The skills competition. Just a lot like last season. It's it's a shame Giannis got hurt right before the All-Star break, so he couldn't really participate in any of this stuff. It was just like last year. The Antetokounmpo's, the rookies, and the Jazz. This time, I wasn't really rooting for the rookies. I just did. I didn't care. I didn't care this time. I was kind of leaning towards the Antetokounmpo's. They got Drew Holiday to fill in. Uh... <sighs> You know, they kind of split. But I saw the Jazz players hold up the trophy. The passing thing was funny. The little middle the little middle thing wasn't working. Oh man. It was it was funny. Uh just to see them kind of scramble to bounce pass and, and chest pass and just 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 to see them scramble like that, that was fun. That was so much fun. Um man, oh man. But yeah, Jazz won that, I guess barely. I guess barely. Because the rookies in the Antetokounmpo's, they, they split the first two, I believe. So. Okay, now. Okay, now the nitty gritty. The three-point contest. Obviously, that was really good once again. It, it's It's been the best event of all-star weekend for years now um Halliburton have the most unorthodox shot and and that's the thing that I that I did this season was I was looking at these people's forms what can I take from their form to make me a better basketball player what can and I was just studying them. I was just studying them. How how easy they let go of the ball, you know how they load up, 
You know, how how the ball comes out of their wrist, where they put their guide hand. You know, how much motion, and that's that's what Draymond Green was talking about. How much motion that they have to use to get their shot off. All that. That was fun to watch. You know, looking looking at how these people released the ball. Halliburton had the best first round, and he had the weirdest release. I'm like, how's he doing that? Cause it's kind of a, it's kind of a slow twitch. He got the most motion in his release, and it, it kind of looked like he shot putting it. But it the flick, the flick of the wrist comes out, but it looked like he shot putting it though. But that joint be going in though. <laughs> Uh, Julius Randle was in the three-point contest. But see, everyone just didn't agree with him being in it. He was taking somebody's place. But remember, I underestimated Carl Anthony Towns in the three-point contest, and he ended up winning and beating Trey Young. So I was thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe I'm underestimating him. Nah, he had the second-worst round. I don't know how he did better than Kevin Hirter though. It's Kevin Hirter. It's Kevin Hirter is one of the best in-game three-point shooters in the league. Now, someone did say on the telegas, I think it was Reggie Miller, that he had been shooting 28% in the month of February. So he was kind of coming back down to earth. And he could not buy a basket. I mean, his release was pretty nice. You know, he had a nice form. It came out a little, like, fast. Pause. But he had a nice form. It just wasn't going in. It kept hitting, like, it kept hitting the side of the rim. It just wasn't going in. It's just one of them days, you know? But Buddy and Dame, they put on a show in the finals. I thought Buddy was going to win. I thought he was going to go Larry Bird. And win another one. Larry Bird, Craig Hodges. I thought he was going to be that. But it was Dame time. And you know when it's Dame time, it's game time. And it came at the expense of my fellow Sooner contemporary, Buddy Hill. Unfortunately, I wanted Buddy to win. You know I'm always rooting for him. But man, I guess the difference, you know... Like I said about the, the Super Bowl comments, the little things add up. The little things add up. And Damian Lillard was the only one hitting those starry range three-point shots because they were worth three points. They were a little bit further back from the three-point line, which makes sense because he's the same guy that hit a half-court three-point shot, and he did it in his like regular shooting form. He does that like every All-Star game. Well, he didn't do it in Cleveland. Uh, did he even play in Cleveland? No, he was hurt in Cleveland. Um, that's why he didn't play. But he did that in, I think it was Atlanta in 2021. Or was it 2020? Whatever that All-Star game was two seasons ago when him and Curry was on the same team and they was just launching threes from outer space. Yeah, it makes sense why he was making those starry range threes. But that was the difference. He beat Buddy by one. Imagine if he didn't make any of them starry range threes, Buddy would have won. 
Man, oh man. It was a joy to watch those guys. I'm going to take what I learned from their shooting forms and try to use it to my game and see if I can make more shots. Like, I'll be hitting them now. But I can always get better. There's always room for improvement. Now, the dunk contest. Big improvement from last year. I was very disappointed watching the dunk contest live last year in Cleveland. This one was way better. And it had even more low-key names. Uh, Jericho Sims. Like, I remember him from college. But I don't remember what team. I think it was Texas, I think. I'm blanking on the college, but I remember him from college. Mac McClung, obviously. Georgetown. How could I how could I forget? I will never forget. And then he went to Texas Tech and almost won a title. I didn't even know he was on the Delaware Blue Colts. And he just signed a two-way contract. However, the Delaware Blue Colts come to ESA in Congress Heights, which is a good 10 minutes from me. They come to ESA on Friday and Monday, and I'm trying to go see him play. Now, that that's if he's not on the Sixers. Now, if he's on the Sixers, I'm going to be out of luck. But if he's on the Blue Colts, which I expect them to be, then I get to see him play against the Capital City Go-Go. And I'm excited about that. You had Trey Murphy, who did a lot better than I thought he'd do. And Kenyon Martin, who kind of got worked by the judges. Now, Matt McClung stole the show. Let That little that little uh, jump over two people, then, you know, pin it on the glass and then dunk it, that was sick. I think his reverse, his reverse windmill thing or whatever he tried to do, that was cool. It was almost a 50, but uh, I don't think so. Like, I think that was more like a 47. Now, the one that everyone went crazy about, I thought he did a 720, but it was like a 540. That was still sick. But, man, oh, man. That that first one, though, that first one was really, really good. He stole the show, man. He was outstanding. And he has crazy hops. And, oh, that one where um he did the little... uh. He did the double pump. I think he did a double pump alley-oop thing. Double pump reverse slam. And I was like, good Lord Jesus. This, how does he do that? I think he was jumping over people again. All these guys got crazy hops. Kenyon Martin almost bumped his head on the uh, backboard. Trey Murphy, his first dunk. With the, the Jose Alvarado coming out of nowhere and stealing the ball and then Ollie ooping to him. That dunk was sick. Jericho Sims doing the arm in the rim. I mean, he could have went harder than that. The first one with the two arms in the rim wasn't bad. The second one with the one arm in the rim and with the paper saying 50. I mean, uh, the creativity at the end was not bad, but uh, wasn't really feeling. But congrats to Mac McClung. He stole the show. He got Philly fans loving him. Um, you know, all my Eagles, all my Eagles ladies that I follow, they were loving him. So, they happy, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, man, I love it, man. Now we got to get to the All-Star game. I watched some of it. I was, It was one of them days where I had to work. I was driving. You know, I had to do lift. I got to catch up. Because, you know, broke. (laughs) 
So I had to, I had to get him. I had to be on the road, so I didn't really get to watch it. Team LeBron finally lost, finally lost. But LeBron hurt his hand just like Giannis. But he hurt it during the game. So yeah, uh, Tatum and Brown going at each other. It just seems like it's their year. They got the best team. They showed off in the All Star uh, weekend. They showed off in the All Star game, and I'm just like, it might be their year, bro. It might be their year. Everything points towards Boston winning the title, but we have to see. We'll see. Boston's no pushover. Anyone coming out of the West is going to be a challenge. But so far, Boston has the best team. And Tatum and Brown are playing the ball of their lives. Shout out to them, man. Great All-Star weekend. I wish I could have been there like last year. But I knew from the beginning when they had now Salt Lake City that most likely I wasn't going to be there. Especially since I spent thousands to go to the Cleveland one. Now, next year's in Indiana. A little bit closer. A 12-hour drive. However, it's, it's closer to my friend Zach. I think it's either an 8-hour drive or a 12-hour drive. Either way, it's far. And but it's closer than Salt Lake City. But Salt Lake City, I'll probably see you later because I plan on going to the BYU OU game. So uh, we might be seeing each other soon. S- stay tuned. Real quick on the Wizards and the Caps. Uh, the Wizards, they're playing well again. It's a roller coaster. They're a roller coaster team. Um, our stars are in and out of the lineup. And I'm just like, I I just have to brace for it. At least they're playing well enough to stay in the playoff picture. Because right, like they are, because right now it looks like they are um, in the playoff mix. They're in the play-in game. It looks like they're going to host the 9-10 game versus the Raptors. And I'm just like, that's going to be a tough game. The Raptors are, are well coached, and Van Vliet, Siakam are going to be tough to get rid of. So if we got to play them in the play-in game, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And then we have to go to Atlanta and play Ice Trey, maybe? <laughs> or the Heat, who we just haven't had success against, I don't know, ever, other than maybe 2017. <laughs> I can't say ever, but in recent history, we haven't had success against them. So, okay, we can say ever. We can say ever. We, I'm pretty sure we don't have a great record against them all time. But, yeah, that that's tough. But if we make it, hey, why not? Why not them? Why can't, why can't they make the regular playoffs? I mean, Porzingis, Bill, Kuzma. I mean, I'll take that big three. I'm going to ride with them. Like I said in the preseason, if these guys play well, they can get as high as the sixth seed. But they're four games back of the Knicks, who they play against on Friday, and I don't think we match up well with them. But we'll see. Anything's possible when the big three is playing well. So let's see. Let's see what happens. We're doing all right. 
We're doing all right. Oh, that win against the, the Timberwolves when they were down like 20 points and then had a fire fourth quarter when Bill couldn't miss. And then Kuzma hit that three to put put them in the lead. Man, that was sick, boy. That was sick to watch. I'm, I'm so glad I caught that. Uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I mean. See, when Bradley Bill's healthy, obviously we're a much better team. So we just got to keep him on the court. And I think we'll be fine. We'll be in the play-in. And then let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now the Caps. Can I even call them all Caps? The Caps are going through it. Rest in peace to uh, Ovi's dad. It's unfortunate that he passed away. Um, I'm very just, you know, I'm heartbroken for the Ovechkin family. I know his dad meant a lot to him. And, you know, I really hope and pray that they they heal and I, i'm I, I just pray for their healing their heal i just pray for their healing and i send my condolences and you know ov take as much time as you need you have done so much for us um come back when you're ready you know it's all good um in the meantime you know the caps are on a Three game, four game losing streak. Now, it was a lot of hype about this Hurricanes game at Carter Finley Stadium because it was outside. It was at a football stadium. And then, just like I thought was going to happen, that game went exactly how I thought it was going to happen. That went, that game went exactly how I thought it was going to be. Got smoked. We lost to the Panthers 6 3 before that. Bruh. We going through it. And I looked at the injury report. It's not even as bad as I thought it was. It wasn't. Okay, Ovechkin, Ovechkin's going to be out for a little bit. He might not be back till March. John Carlson is out till March 15th. Man, he must have really got hit in the face bad if he's going to be out till then. Carl Hagelin, they say he's out till September He's out for the season. He's not coming back till next season. Uh, Nick Dowd is out. Connor Brown's pretty much out for the season. So, I mean, we still got most of our team. We we missing our, you know, key defensemen. But for the most part, we got most of our team, man. We just loafing. Now, looking at the standings, we're kind of falling back. We, we're kind of holding on. We were holding on to that wild card spot. Now we're kind of back to where we started at the beginning of the season. You know, we're six in the Metropolitan. And in the wild card race, I'm looking at it now. And I'm just like, Lord Jesus. So we're behind the Islanders, the Penguins, and the Panthers. Look like the Sabres and the Red Wings, too. Man, no, no, no. Nope, we're behind the Panthers, too. So, okay. So, now we're behind, like, three teams for that uh final wild card spot. Actually, we're behind the Penguins. We're behind the Penguins and the Islanders for the final wild card spot. I'm sick. I'm sick. We cannot lose out to them for a playoff spot. Got to figure it out, man. Hopefully, when Ovi get back and Carlson get back, we can reel off some wins. They usually do about this time. And we can get to the playoffs. And maybe we can upset the Bruins or the Hurricanes because nothing would make me happier. They put us out the playoffs during this uh, playoff drought. 
So why not? Why not get some revenge? I'd love it. But, you know, hopefully, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm wishing the best for Ovi and his family. And uh, the remaining Caps just got to get it together, man. Like, real talk. Now, finally, the D.C. Defenders are back. And I'm going to keep it real with you, even though they won. And you know what? This is kind of familiar. It's kind of a familiar start to the first game of the last XFL season. We started at home. We played Seattle. It was a close game. You know, the fans loved it. But, you know, um, this time, I'm not as optimistic about our future. Especially since the last rendition of the D.C. Defenders couldn't win on the road. So, what about this team? See, from what I've seen, they looking kind of mid. They looking kind of mid. Thankfully, Ben DiNucci struggled with that cover too. But credit to him, at the end of the game, he did make some plays, running around, making stuff happen. But at the end of the day, man, the, the two picks and a fumble in the second half killed them. Especially one was a pick six. So I'm like, man, we don't have much on offense. Uh, passing offense with Jordan Tamu is looking very mediocre. De'Eric King coming in and, and running read option is a great spark. I love it. But eventually, people are going to jump on it. I think we got something. You know, I like Greg Williams as our D coordinator. I think that, that definitely gives us a chance. I got to see how the other teams look, but the eye test tells me this team is very mad. But I'm glad we won. It was a dramatic game. It was a fun game. Now, when Seattle was driving and Ben DiNucci got that miracle fourth down, I thought, surely, we're going to lose this game. But late, and I mean late, in the midnight hour, the defenders force a fumble and walk away with a victory. Unbelievable. We couldn't do the beer snake. That's our signature. That's the DC Defenders fans' signature. Doing the beer snake, snake on the end zone, you know, in the end zone stands. That's the signature. They didn't let us do it. Who, who made that decision? Whoever made that decision, the fans revolting and throwing lemons on the field is your fault. But you know what? The Defenders fans threw lemons. And then the players made lemonade. Because the DC defenders were down 18 to 8 before the lemons were thrown. And then they end up winning 22 to 8. Now, security at Audi Field, you have a decision. You want the lemons to be thrown on the field? Or do you want this bear snake? Or do you just stop serving lemonade at the game? It's up to you. You got a choice. Because these D.C. Defender fans that be at these games, they are a different animal. This isn't D.C. United. This isn't the Washington Spirit. This is something different. And you won't have to be ready for that. The next home game is in less than two weeks. And then we got another one after that, and I'll be at that one against the Vegas Vipers on March 12th. You better be ready. You better be ready for combat. Because... DC Defenders fans, not playing. But good win, good first win. 
definitely need work because or else or else we either gonna just miss the playoffs or we are first round exit. I'm just saying. All right, now OU basketball almost left that I left that off the rundown. I don't know how, but here we go. The men they beat Kansas State like I said last show. Uh, great win for them. Perfect. I love it. Um, they lost to Baylor. I covered that already. They lost to Kansas. Like, they almost beat Kansas at Kansas. And then they come back at OU. You supposed to do better than you did on the road. Nah, they got blown out. So now, uh, Texas. They played against Texas. What happened in that game? What happened to these guys? What happened? Uh, what happened? Uh? <laughs> They're 13 and 14. They only lost at Texas by two. We lost two close games to Texas. What? Just missed opportunities. This is why they're not even on the bubble. The missed opportunities blow my mind. But at least they're playing a little bit better. And they went to overtime. Check this. First half, 34-34. Second half, 39-39. OT, 10-12. You can't get any closer than that. Man, go ahead, bruh. You can't miss opportunities like that. It's go time. The conference tournament's almost here. The NCAA tournament's almost here. Time is running out. You have got to win games like that against ranked teams on the road. Come on, man. They're playing better, but come on, man. You loafing. You know who ain't loafing, though? The OU women's basketball team. I'm not kidding. We need to watch them more. I know some of y'all ain't really feeling women's basketball, but this team, they're 22 and four. They got an unreal offense. I feel like this is the second year in a row. They got pretty much a similar team, but this is the second year in a row that they have an unreal offense. You know what they kind of remind me of? They kind of remind me of them Lincoln Raleigh team. Insane offense, head scratching defense. They got the number two scoring offense, 86 points per game. Number one is Iowa. Number nine in assist to turnover ratio. Number one in assist per game by .1 over Iowa. Number nine three-pointers per game. Number 24 in three-point percentage per game. However, the 342nd in scoring defense, allowing... 75.5 points per game. And I come away with two, I I come away with two declarations. One, we need to have Oklahoma women and Iowa women face off. They have to play each other in the tournament. It would be fireworks. It would be fireworks. I would love to see it. The two best offenses in the country. I would love to see it. We'll see. It's, it's possible. It's possible. But, you know, it looks like Iowa's going to be like a two or a three seed. And it looks like OU's going to be a four or five. So it'll be tough to match them up. You know, um, both will probably have to pull off some upsets. And by the way, Oklahoma women are on a six-game winning streak. And they're at the top of the Big 12. And they're number 13 in the country. Hey, man, maybe if they went out. Through March, 
through the Big 12 tournament, they might get a three seed. But they have to fix this defense. That's my other declaration. The Oklahoma women's basketball team have a paper mache defense. Damn! They gave up 124 points to Utah. I didn't even know that was possible. How do you give up 124 points in a college game? They lost 124 to 78. And Utah is what? The second best team in the Pac-12? Maybe the third? Bro. Fix the defense. They gave up 94 points to Oral Roberts. Hopefully in the tournament, they figure out something. They figure out how to guard people. But other than that, I guess a way for them to make the Final Four, they have to get hot shooting. You know, obviously they can score a lot of points. But um, they're going to have to figure out how to stop somebody. Or to just make it a track meet and just outscore everybody. Kind of like those Lincoln Raleigh teams. <laughs> but man, uh, they look good. I mean, if OU men's basketball don't get it together, you know, we can root these guys on because they for sure are going to be in the tournament. So I'm just saying, be on the lookout for them. Please fix that defense because it's gonna which is going to it's going to get you in trouble you might not make it out of norman like last year if you don't get it together i'm just saying just a warning but they know this they know this and uh they'll figure it out you know maybe this time we'll get out of norman and go to the sweet 16 and beyond i'm just saying i mean let's get it but hey man, another episode down. Uh goatlevelteas.com. Goatlevelteas.com for all things goat level. Mr. Van Pugh, man. You already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.